You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast, all about the good. And unfortunately, right now, there seems to be plenty of bad surrounding the Green Bay Packers. Um, I am your host, Chris Burke, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Lindsay Hansen. Uh, Lindsay, we missed our show last week. The Packers, meanwhile, um, have gone on a two-week losing, or on a two-game losing streak. But we are go- kind of going in, you know, we're getting really close to Christmas. Uh, so I guess let's just do a vibe check quick. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, uh, make it to our podcast last week and the Packers didn't make it to the game. So it sounds, you know, it's about right. Story that it, checks out. It, it checks out. It was just, it was, uh, I don't even, I can't even say unbelievable because we have seen this happen time and time again under Joe Barry. I'm sorry, Dingleberry. And it is just the same song and dance. He never learns. He doesn't know how to coach. He, I don't even know if he knows what defense is. I don't even know if he knows what they do. It is just so hard to watch. Like, where is the team that beat the Lions and the Chiefs, two of the strongest teams in the NFL? They got our hopes up just enough. And then when it really counted, it was like, poof, they all go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's not surprising that they did lose to the Buccaneers. It's just how they lost. Um, Baker Mayfield throwing for a perfect game, the equivalent of a perfect game, 158.3 rating. Uh, first time that has ever happened by an opposing quarterback in Lambeau Field, by the way, so... That is a crime yeah, against yes. the franchise. That's the, that's a crime against the franchise right there. And that's that right there is like, I'm like, that's going to push Matt over the edge. Like it has to, right? Nope. Matt pulled the Tammy Wynette and stood by his man. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what else it would take. I mean, there's, I, it's, I think it's, it's just, it seems to me like he's just too afraid to do it. Like I, I don't want to hurt his feelings. You know, this is the National Football League. You, you, fuck your feelings. I'm going to swear. Fine. If they want to bleep me out, they can bleep me out. Um, but it's like, to hell with your feelings. This is the National Football League. It's a business. If you don't perform, like, Lindsay, if you and I don't perform at our day jobs, guess what usually happens? We get fired at some point. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I just, guarantee I, you that we don't have as many chances as Joe Barry has had, so... No, like in my job, if I had, if I had made some of these errors, like the equivalent of some of these errors, I would have been gone much sooner. Um, much, much sooner. It is just insane. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, there is no understanding that. I mean, okay. God. It's close to the ho- I mean, it's close to the holidays. You know, this is your guy you hired for him. I mean, he's trying, he's trying to probably be the stand up guy and, not throw him under the bus, 
Well, when you, the the players, you can you can sense this is affecting the locker room a little bit. Um, I just the comments by Devondre Campbell, you know, and it just the, the vibe the vibes are off. And I mean, Matt Lafleur has done a masterful job in terms of handling the locker room and the vibe and all that, and that is in danger of collapsing just with this move. Um, I feel like we're watching Mike McCarthy again with Dom Capers. Um, and I, I, at least that, you know, Capers won a Super Bowl, and you can at least defend that. Joel Berry has done nothing but flop around like a wet fish for multiple years, showing just enough to bamboozle uh, Lafleur into thinking he's a legitimate defensive coordinator. Um, you know, there's a reason why he failed in Detroit and Washington, and it's not because they were poverty franchises. It's because he's a poverty defensive coordinator. I mean, what's below grade value, Brad? That's Joe Barry. Um, you know, we, we're going off on a tangent here, folks, but it's this has kind of been the topic du jour amongst Packers circles since last yeah, Sunday. I'm pretty uh, sure, and it's going to continue to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is not the first time that our listeners have heard this. They've probably said the same things that we're saying. Every Packers fan is one thousand percent in agreement that Barry should not have a job right now. I honestly, I there is nothing that this man can do apparently to lose his job. I mean, it he has fucked up over and over and over again and destroyed our chances at winning games over and over and over again. And LaFleur just keeps letting him do it. It's like... At some point, LaFleur is just as responsible, if not more, than Barry. Like, it's just, it's craziness. It's true madness. Well, this, this to me, you know, we don't like it when Murphy or Goody kind of cross the line. You know, we like to make sure everybody's in command of their own area. This is one of those points where I almost, this is a hot take here, but this is almost seems like one of those moments where Murphy could be like, Matt, either move you move on from Joe or we're moving on from you. They just gave him an extension. It's going to cost the team some money, which is why I don't think it'll happen. But could it be? Could is that the kind of intervention we're heading towards? I don't know. But I mean, the writing seems to be on the wall that Barry's going to be done after this year. He sounded like somebody's like he, he said during his press conference today. Yeah, I read everything you guys say about me. I know it's been rough. You know, it's been rough on my family, and he's trying to throw you know a little bit of a pity party. And yes, you know, media can be cruel. You know, I I'll, I will. Adf- be the first to fully admit that, but you know, you got to produce results, man. This is results business. And I think, you know, and I think he's a lot of the rage should be directed at LaFleur. I think you're right, Lindsay. Um, I just, it's, it's terrible. Cause this is just, you know, you're, you're hindering your quarterback's development here. Jordan Love is showing a lot of promise, but I'll, he's got to be feeling what Aaron Rodgers felt. He's being handicapped by ineptitude on the defensive side of the ball. And, if Aaron and Jordan are texting each other, I'd be going to bed. Aaron's like, dude, I know how you feel. Welcome to the club. You're officially QB1 now. <laughs> you know, it's a tradition unlike any other. Anyway, uh, so that's kind of, you know, Joe Barry, unfortunately, Matt LaFleur says he's going to continue through the rest of the year. Uh, if they come out, we'll talk about the Panthers game here in a minute. Uh, if they come out and flop, you know, and pancake and just face plant against the Panthers, uh, I'd be willing to bet that would change. Um and then Matt LaFleur seat would probably heat up a little bit because that would put them 
below 500 for the second year in a row and you don't, if you get a third season, it's, you're pretty much gone, uh, after you're below 500. So Matt LaFleur would officially be on hot seat watch too, I think with a loss, not to get fired this year, to be clear. Um, but at least looking at next year. So, whew. Well, now that we got that out of our system, Lindsay, Lindsay <laughs> anything else, anything else you want to add to that? Uh, that's, that's pretty much the show, right? Uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> yep. The other, the other, that's all folks. <laughs> you know, that's pretty, no. Um, so we still got a lot to, we said it's just, it's, um, it's, such a, it's just, it's, it's frustrating in the sense that this season held such promise and it's just completely gone off the rails. I mean, the, the offense did struggle a little bit, but the defense, you know, the Packers were counting on the defense to keep, you know, to keep, to keep the team afloat a little bit. And, you know, when, when the postmortem's written on the season, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of missed chances. You know, a lot of this does remind me of 08 with Aaron Rodgers. You know, you had Bob Sanders there who floundered through that year and McCarthy had the wherewithal to be like, nope, he's out. Um, you know, Bob Sanders was fired. Dom Capers was hired. They won a Super Bowl. Dom Capers first season, but a second. Uh, and Dom Capers is, despite how things ended in Green Bay, he's one of the greatest defensive minds in NFL history. Um, undoubtedly, when you look at the whole body of work. So maybe that's who the Packers have to go out and get. Uh, not Capers, again, to be clear, but uh, they, I, I think they got to do something. And I think he's got to get an established mind. He can't just promote from within um, like he did on the offensive staff that really hasn't worked out either. So uh, all eyes are going to be on Matt LaFleur mm. um, with this hire. So. Any Housers moving ahead to the Panthers game. So, uh, obviously outside of the Joe Barry, um, buffoonery, we've got the injury report, which looking at it, uh, Carolina's got a decent sized injury report. It's nowhere near the laundry list of the Packers. Um, so already ruled out Devondre Campbell. You know, they got, he made that statement that he's not going to play through injury again, which, you know, yeah. given that it's all things considered. Uh, Luke Musgrave still out with a last ouch, a lacerated kidney. He uh, was removed and, from IR though this week. Correct, correct. Um, He's been designated to return, so his 21 day practice windows open. So yeah, if the Packers can keep their uh, playoff hopes on life support, that's going to be an option. Uh, Darnell Savage is out, you know, and that's that's kind of a bummer. He's played he's he played well when he came back, but uh, just could not seem to stay healthy. Uh, then you got. Let's see, you got Quay Walker is doubtful. I'm sorry, Christian Watson is doubtful, not Quay Walker. I'm reading in orders here. Uh, Devontae Wicks is questionable. Uh, TJ Slayton, doubt, questionable. Uh, Jane Reed is questionable. And so Rudy Ford's questionable. AJ Dillon is questionable. And so is Jair Alexander. Yeah. All limited participants. So. Once again, it feels like it's we're beating a dead horse here, but it's kind of going to be wait and see on those injuries. Yeah, it's just been the story of the season. Um, we, I don't, I don't think we've ever had a game where we haven't had at least, um, you know, a handful of our starters out with injuries. It's just been. Uh, relentless this season, I feel like. And at the time when we need our starters and we need our veterans the most, it, it feels like we just, we can't get that. We can't get there. And it's a little bit of a bummer because 
obviously their health is priority and it, it just sucks that they're injured. Um, especially like Alexander, he's been out for so long at this point. Um, uh, and he like, it just, it's a bummer. Right. And we just got Jones back uh, yep. after a long stretch. Like it's, it's just the story of the season. It, yeah, it just yeah. sucks. And Jair Alexander not has missed six games in a row now, and he was not put on injured reserve. So that's creating all sorts of conspiracy theories. I just think he can't play. I just think he's not healthy enough to play. I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think there's any behind the scenes drama right there at all. Um, no. If and if it's not, if it's if it's him against Barry, I'm siding with Jair automatically because. Um, I just there's there's no room for that level of incompetence, and I am not going down that road again. I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's kind of where we are on injuries. Um, one last look back at the Bucks. We covered all the bullshit with Barry. Um, you know, Matt LaFleur has come under attack. Uh, just saying that again, he's, he's feeling the heat right now that he's going to have to make a move. Um, or he is going to find himself out in that hot seat next year. You know, if the Packers are sitting at six and eight at this point next year and he's still got Joe Barry on staff, I think Barry and LaFleur both get kicked to the curb, but. I just, I don't see that happening at this point. I think that would be absolutely foolish and reckless, um, on his, on Matt LaFleur's part. But, uh, only other note I really had from the Buccaneers game, uh, Jordan Love got, looked, looked a little better. Um, you know, they got the lead with a minute 30 and then Tampa Bay went right down the field because the Packers defense just curled up in a fetal position, um, and started sucking their thumb like an infant. Um, taking the mindset of their defensive coordinator, who's about as intelligent <laughs> as an infant. Um, here we go again. But uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, the only, other note, uh, the only other note I have is um, they went away from Aaron Jones a little bit there. And I, yeah. I would now normally not, I would normally not pay that any mind because he came back from being hurt. But Matt LaFleur has had a tendency to do that. Yep. So just maybe something to just keep in mind on the way there. Jones was running pretty well. Exactly. He was having, he had such a strong start. They were using him. And then all of a sudden, no more. They didn't use uh, him like at all after that starting. Yeah. It's, it's a very McCarthy like tendency. Um, and shout out to Mike McCarthy, by the way, for making the playoffs in Dallas. Um, very happy to see him succeed. Glad he's well after that appendix surgery, but, uh, it's just, it's, they, all the, all the reports pregame was that he was going to be on a pitch count. So that's what I'm chalking it up to. Um, if, if Jones goes again this week, um, he, Aaron Jones right now has no injury designation. So he's set to go, although he was a limited participant in practice on Friday. Uh, that's, that's going to be a little more concerning if he can't go against Carolina. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, literally the Packers, they have had the easiest schedule over the last uh, five weeks of the season, or they have the easiest schedule over the last five weeks of the season. Yet they've come out <laughs> oh and 2 at the start of the first five, uh, at the first of those, like, that stretch, right? Yep. And their uh, playoffs, uh, playoff odds dropped by over 50% according to uh, the New York Times playoff machine. Playoffs. And playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> Us. And uh, according to that, we literally just sit at a 25% chance going into this week. And, like, if we lose to the Panthers, we said it before, but if we lose to the Panthers, it will end. That's the end of our season. And nothing else, these other games are just, they don't matter. They're practice for them. Like, it's... 
it is such a vast difference from where we were just a couple of weeks ago. I don't understand how we went from that to this. It's just, it is a wild, wild season. And I'm, uh, my confidence is, is just waving just based on the decisions that these people are making in the organization. I just, I'm like, okay, well, I feel like this season is just done at this point. Uh, it, pre- it pretty much, you know, mathematically is, but stranger things have happened. If Green Bay gets into the playoffs, I don't think we're fooling anybody that they're probably not going anywhere. God, but, no. that, but that would be that, that would be one heck of a feather in the cap for this season. And I yeah, hope that doesn't love. I, I mean, it'd be cool for love to be able to say like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I helps lead this team to playoffs in the first. But the, you know, I forgot where I read it, but there's a lot of Packers fans out there and I'd be willing to bet it might even be a majority at this point. You know, I might be stretching there. There's a lot that would say, you know, we'd rather lose out and change our defensive coordinator because if they win out and somehow sneak into the playoffs, Matt LaFleur might be delusional enough to bring Putsy McGee back again. So I don't know. Uh, what that's, you know, that's, I think that's kind of what we might just have to sacrifice the rest of the season, uh, yeah. you know, in the long-term vision of the franchise. So, yeah. Uh, so looking, let's, let's go ahead and look at Carolina, who is, um, you think the Packers are bad? Oof, Carolina is terrible. Uh, Lindsay, you want to take us through what, uh, we think could go right this week? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Carolina, <laughs> Carolina is a very bad football team. Um, if the Packers actually show up and play, I mean, honestly, almost everything uh, could go right in in this scenario. They're, the uh, the Panthers rank near the league bottom in composite rigs for both pass and run blocking. Uh, Adam T- uh, Thielen, the guy who he used to be a Viking, has 112 targets this season with only two drops, but he literally hasn't, he has an average under 10 yards per reception. Jonathan Mingo, um, is second on the team in targets and has a 49% catch rate and ranks 114th out of 120 receivers in adjusted yards per route. It's, they have no weapons. They have, of, and we'll we'll touch on this in a little bit, but like Bryce Young, I mean, they don't have a strong quarterback. Um, they don't really have much of anything at all, and yet I don't know if this Packers team can beat them. It's a wild feeling. This is truly one of the worst um, teams in the NFL, and I'm not sure that that's even going to matter. Yeah, I think, you know, that, that Giants game broke everybody, I think. Um, and then especially coming out after that, you know, oh, they've slept on the Giants. Okay. And then to come out and face plan against the Buccaneers, you know, just, um, just a, just a bummer. But I, I agree with everything. You know, they, they are a horrible football team. Bryce Young is going through it. You know, I liked him as a prospect, but. You know, with him with Frank Reich, I'm like, okay, maybe that's something to be there. Well, Frank Reich didn't even make it through a first season. Um, so I just, this, this is a game Green Bay should win. 
Uh, we don't kind of need to go totally through all the Carolina stats. Obviously, you know, a two and 12 record speaks for itself. They won nine to seven last week against Atlanta, which yeah. <laughs> apparently is putting Arthur Smith on the hot seat in Atlanta now. So, you know, Matt LaFleur could look, should probably take a lesson on that. You got to win by more than two points this week, Maddie. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a bad football team. And if there is such a chance as a get right game for the Packers to, at least go down swinging in terms of a playoff hunt, you know, this, this has got to be it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like Bryce Young is, uh, he ranks 35th of 38, um, in, in, of the QBs. Um, and let's see. Okay. So hold on. He's Okay. Young ranks 35th of 38 uh, with at least 150 dropbacks in EPA per play ahead of Zach Wilson, Tommy DeVito, and Daniel Jones. Tommy DeVito <laughs> is the guy that we were not worried about. Um, you know, he's not a strong QB. He's a third-string QB. Uh, we really thought that uh, our defense could pull something together enough to stop him. We weren't able to do that. And they also gave, uh, they also gave him a career game. Like they gave DeVito a career game when they played him. Like that's how bad we played. And so the fact that Bryce Young is not good is unfortunately Nolan. It doesn't matter because we've seen We've seen that just, you know, not, not matter. <laughs> it's just, it's maddening. It's so hard to watch these games um, when it's just like it, it's so many just rookie mistakes that at this point in the season we shouldn't be making. I get that we have a team of, you know, a very, very young team and I get that. There is like, I, I understand, but at the same time, we're making mistakes that we should have learned from at the top of the season. We're doing things, even our veterans, like it's just, it's a weird, weird ass season. And I really thought we were turning things around, you know, that, that month stretch that we had that was just like so much fun. It was so much fun to watch. We don't have that anymore. That's gone. And so having a QB as bad as Bryce Young does not uh, invoke evoke any confidence in me, unfortunately, and I wish it did. This is the what could go well section, and I'm trying to be optimistic, but I'm also, oh, I'm frustrated. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the defense is going to have to, I, I think they're going to at least put a better performance on tape. It's not going to be, um, you know, it, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Like they've got to put this on tape. Otherwise this is going to look bad on the players too. Um, there's a lot of resources there and there's a lot of decisions Brian Gutekunst is going to have to make. And I think, you know, he's, they're going to have to make they're they'll put a better performance on tape, whether or not it's enough to beat them. I don't know. That's, you know, the, as long as the offense doesn't completely lay an egg, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's young is young has struggled badly. I still think there might be hope for him. If the, the next head coach hire is going to be critical for him, 
uh, to get yeah. somebody to develop him. So, but also but, he um, needs weapons. He doesn't have any. So it's not entirely correct. Know, it's not just him, but yeah, he he's still without that. He is still like he's not good. So. Yeah, you've got you've got a worn down Adam Thielen, Thielen playing right now. So that's that that is not a good wide receiver one target. Even if Thielen is still pretty good, I just don't think it's a uh, obviously not a wise choice to be your primary receiver there. Yeah, I mean you know Carolina, it's they're definitely definitely a poverty franchise. Um, they have only scored more than twenty points uh, three times this season, and like you said. Against the Falcons, it was seven and nine. That was the score. That was the final score in an NFL game. And, um, yeah. So honestly, we, we have the potential, especially to beat the Panthers. We do have potential in this team. We just have to find it again. Like we, I mean, to be fair to the offense, We've climbed our way back last, uh, last week in the fourth quarter and we gave ourselves a fighting chance. And then Joe Barry did what he does and it ruined the game for us, ruined those chances. But we did see that happen. We saw that potential and we saw that goodness that they do have because they do have it. It's just about cultivating it and actually turning it into action, like actually being consistent with that. Yeah. And I'm not worried about the green Bay offense of all. It's all about the defense at this point. Jordan love has shown enough for me to think, okay, we can build on this going forward. Yeah. Yeah, This is this, the evaluation period has now suddenly gone from Jordan love to all of a sudden now is this game about evaluating defensive talent, you know, the not quite the narrative turn I saw the season going taking, but uh, here we are. Yeah. And you know, yeah, and the other thing, you know, so Carolina is the penultimate, uh, is the ultimate p- poverty franchise right now. I mean, did I, did you see any of the photos from their kickoff at the, the kickoff? I mean, tickets at one point were going for like 45 cents. You barely what? had enough PP. There were, yeah, it's bad. Um, Holy cow. I've, I have never seen NFL franchise, even when, even Detroit, when they were down bad, was not going that cheap. Um, you've got the new Dan Snyder there in terms of the meddling owner with David Tepper. Um, let me see if I can find that quick. Um, I couldn't believe that. I had to make sure I wasn't reading the onion actually. Um, why is that not? It's, yeah, I don't want it. For, I mean, I would love cheap tickets for this week's game, but, uh, 35 cent tickets. I want to say it was around 45. I've never heard of that yep. in my entire yep. life. That's yep. 45 crazy. seconds. Crazy. Less than a dollar. You can't get a f- gumball for your 45 cents. Nope. You can get into <laughs> an ele- and you can get into an alleged <laughs> NFL stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and you saw how empty that stadium was. Oh, it just. Oh my God. I mean, wow. that's one word. That's just. I mean, Roger Goodell could easily call it an airstrike on that stadium and just have it raised. Um, just it's, it's bad. I mean, this is how bad down bad this franchise is, everybody. When I talk about a poverty franchise, Carolina might be worse. I don't know what else to call it. I don't know what goes below poverty. An extinct franchise. Um, 
I don't know. A dead franchise? I, I have no idea, but what it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a sub poverty franchise at this point. Um, it's the fan, the fans out there deserve better. They really do. Damn. Wow. That's rough. All right, guys. Well, with that, um, my mind is blown. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a quick, uh, quick break. We'll be right back with, uh, what could go wrong on Sunday and we will, uh, we will be right back. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so here's what we think could go wrong. Um, no need to, again, massage statistics here, recite numbers too much. Um, Carolina's garbage. Uh, we know that. Uh, the main things that could tank Green Bay this week are kind of more, well, there's maybe one strategic option there, but the other two are really mental or cultural issues. Uh, one we kind of, we really touched upon at the beginning of the show is, are there fracture rooms, are there fractures in the Packers locker room over Joe Barry's continued employment? Uh, we mentioned Devondre Campbell saying he's not going to play through injury anymore. Uh, apparently there's concern that Jair Alexander nuked his socials, but I think that just might be something else. Not that we're playing into that injury conspiracy theory. Mind you, I just think that might just be him focusing on rehab. I'm not sure. Uh, but you know, that's just my concern is that the, the locker room vibe that Matt LaFleur did such a good job with over the past, you know, 1925, past four years, four, four plus is about to come undone by continuing to keep him. Implore, but if the, I mean, if the defense is kind of going to go out and do I want to call it an, maybe potentially act in an act of insubordination, you know, and I, I don't know. Um, I, these guys are professionals. They want to win, but you know, you have to wonder, are there fractures in the locker room over that? Is that going to, is that going to cause problems on Sunday? Yeah. I mean, like, so he, he did a, a press, uh, recent presser and was, you know, obviously asked a lot of uh, pointed questions because he is on the hot seat. And when he was asked something along those lines, 
He said, I've never felt anything but that group of men that I get to coach every single day, not coming in and give me, giving me every single thing that they have. I've never felt that for a minute. I honestly, like at this point, like take that with a grain of salt, right? Because if I, if I were those players, if I was a NFL player who worked their entire life to get to be where they are, and I was under the quote unquote leadership of somebody like Barry, I sure as hell would not have any confidence in him. I would not have any confidence in my coach. I would question my head coach's decision to keep him on. And it would absolutely and naturally like cause concern and question and like, I just, I wouldn't blame these guys for one second if they were feeling some type of way. I just, I don't, I really don't think that there is any other solution than to kick Barry out and get someone else in that they can actually respect. Like he, Joe Barry has done nothing to earn their respect as of late. Like why, why would they? Why would they? He hasn't given them any reason to. And it's, that's just my opinion. I don't know. I'm yeah, also it, very you, bitter over Barry. So. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, the Matt LaFleur did bring something up. And the more I thought about it, he actually has a point. He didn't quite say it in so many words, but it was kind of like, well, okay, if I fire him, who's going to call the defense? I don't have anybody that can be on the sidelines that can call the defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and that, that's a pretty pathetic, that's pathetic right there. That's between, that's on Joe and Matt in terms of hiring assistants that can effectively run a sideline. You got to have a plan for that. Um, yeah. just the, no, no really. I mean, Jerry Gray would have been, I suggested on Twitter last week that, Oh, Hey, Jerry Gray would be a great completely forgetting he left the team. Um, which, you know, that maybe I, I hate to point to that being part of the problem, but it could be. Um, it's just he's 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 toast. I mean, he's got he's got to be toast, and you know, I don't. I just I, the, the guys are professionals, and I hope I hope they do the right thing. But um, you know, at, at this point, they're just rearranging chairs on the deck chairs on the Titanic. Um, yeah, I mean, they're ahead. professionals, <laughs> but they're also human. You know, correct, correct. So the one the one stat I kind of want to get to here is, you know, the one thing I've got one concern about with the Carolina offense is Bryce Young and his legs. Uh, you know, we got – this is probably some aftershocks of the Tommy DeVito game a couple weeks ago. Um, Young didn't play rush real well against Atlanta, but the week before in a 28-6 to loss to the Saints, uh, three carries, 40 yards for 13.3 a carry, 13.3 per carry. Uh, the other one was his other – Big rushing. If I could just get the, if ESPN would cooperate with me, you know, he had three for twenty-three against the. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at his stats here. So he's had two games, one, two games where he's averaged over ten yards per rush, three for three for forty yards against New Orleans, uh, and then week two, uh, he only had two carries for thirty-four yards with the longest of twenty-six. I mean, he's he does have some legs and. I, I I have no confidence that if he does take off, that Barry's going to be able to adapt quick enough. Uh, if he does, um, I'll let me surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's no it's no secret across the NFL 
that uh, the Green Bay Packers can't stop the run. Uh, and then you add on the incompetence of who's at the helm of that defense. And it just makes a perfect, it's a perfect recipe for every other opponent to literally run all over us because they can. And, um, you know, I, I'm really not too worried about young, but yes, on the ground, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a different story. Um, but I just, if, if our defense can't stop, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, obviously. Um, but there's just really, really no way of knowing which Packers defense shows up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's, that's what this game is really going to come down to, even though even if Green Bay's defense plays bad, they should still be able to win this game. But, uh, mm-hmm. who the heck knows at this point? <laughs> so the other, the last option thing I got here, and I hate to say I was proven right the last two weeks. I uh, was a concern I had aired going ahead of the Giants game. And unfortunately, I feel like it's panned out is kind of yeah. overlooking the opponent slash playing down to the opponent's level. Green Bay handled everything Kansas City threw at them. And that's to their credit. But all of a sudden against the Giants and the Bucks, they've not looked so hot. So they have, it's, it's a habit of a very young team. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not something that's, that's just something that's going to have to come with experience. You know, they, when you're a good winning football team, you got to act like it, but not also let that success go to your head that you think you can just walk all over everybody. You know, that's the one, that's the concern I've got here is that they're just going to overlook them. They're going to look ahead to the Vikings the following week right. and forget to take care of this. I mean, it's, it sounds like such a cliche thing, but it does happen. And, you know, that's my concern that it's going to, that could tank the Packers this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think there's really much more to say than that. I am in uh complete agreement it's we've seen it happen and um it's really frustrating because yeah it's just this is the nfl you have to show up for every single game just because you win a few does not mean that you are you know impervious to uh to getting your ass kicked by a seemingly lesser team like it's just not the way it works 100%. Um, You got to, when you're the better team, you know, good teams are supposed to dominate bad teams. They don't play. If you're playing level with a bad team, you're not a good team. You're kind of mediocre. Exactly. You're kind of a mediocre team. And I think that's just, you know, that's, I think that sums up the Packers this year. Um, I mean, the record is probably pretty close to what we thought it would be. Maybe how they got there wasn't the way we thought it would go, but yeah, it's, um, they, they got to win this game. (laughs) I mean, if they, if they don't win this game, our next podcast is going to be off the rails and if there's going to be profanity and 2023. So. <laughs> yeah. 2020, 23 will be going out with a, it, it'll be a bang from a few F bombs. Let's put it that way. Maybe booms instead of bangs, but um, so let's wrap, let's go ahead and wrap this up here. Uh, predictions for the game. Uh, Lindsay, I'll let you go first again. Yeah. So, um, I am going to uh, go with the Packers on this one. Um, I don't think that it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think that it's going to be a 
blowout by this Packers team. Unfortunately, I just, I, I just don't. Um, but I do think that we have it in us to win, especially against this Panthers team. So my prediction is 17 six Packers. Um, that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm feeling. So I did my five questions with uh cat scratch fever, our sister site today. Uh, I went with green Bay 27 to 10. Um, I'm feeling a little better about it, but I don't think you're going to see points come in chunks. I think you're going to see it spread out like maybe seven, 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 six in terms of the four quarters. Um, and I think it's going to be Carolina is going to be in it enough that it's just going to be enough to make us nervous. And maybe green Bay pulls away in the second half. Um, I feel a little more confident about this one, but I say that with, you know, I thought about revising it down to like maybe 23, 20, 2017. Um, yeah. I, I, this is not a game that all oh, slam dunk, you know, I don't feel that way at all. I'm actually going to be nervous <laughs> Sunday afternoon watching this, you know, as everybody's getting ready to travel. So yeah, I, we're both picking the Packers. That's come back to bite us in the past. You know, maybe I should have picked Carolina. I don't know. But, um, excuse me. Yeah. I, uh, we'll see. We will see. But I, I just don't think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty low scoring, pretty, uh, pretty hard to watch still. But I do think we're going to come away with it. Yeah. And, um, on that, on that nervous and slightly negative vibe. Um, I think we both want to end the show outside of a normal go pack. Go, obviously. Uh, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, hopefully everybody's spending some time with some loved ones. Uh, or you're doing something to at least bring yourself some joy. Uh, cause unfortunately watching the Packers. Besides football, watching the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, Lindsay, well, my slack just, Lindsay, my slack just went off with a uh, very clever Christmas carol. Yes, um, we are how, going how to are, sing. We are going to sing our way out of this episode, guys. It is the holidays after all. So, uh, I, I, I will just threw I will, this on I will, Chris. I will, I will, I will let you, you can probably hear it. My voice is fading. Um, uh, yeah, my, I, I don't I have a good singing voice, so I am just fair, fair warning, guys. You can turn it off now if you don't want to hear a, uh, a still, terrible still, singing voice. Still better than Nickelback, still better than Wham. Um, you know, everybody tries well, to avoid that. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. You ready? Not at all. It's very short. But it is very short. It's, uh, yeah, go, um, God, I wish I had a harmonica to tune, but, um, you want to count, you want to count it down? Three, <laughs> Let's start on the right note. Two. One jingle, jingle berry, berry jingle, jingle berry, 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 go, go away. away. Oh, how oh, fun! How fun. It's, not it's not to watch, watch your, your players. players play. <laughs> hey, oh boy! Hey, uh, jingle berry, jingle. Should that be? Should that be? Should that be jingle berry? Wait, 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 wait. Lindsay, you messed up the rhyme. I think it's supposed to be Dingleberry we've been calling him. Dingleberry, Dingleberry, Dingle all the way. (laughs) Oh, God. No more like Dingle all the way. Good God. Um, Oh, yeah. Got to have some fun with with our pain, right? Oh, God. I mean, that you know, I should have brought this up at the beginning. When the Onion is making fun of your defense. Oh, that was the funniest. That was the funniest thing 
I I laughed so hard out loud. I was like, I okay, touche. Touche. But yeah, when the when the onions I mean the onions making fun of your defense, if that didn't push me I mean, I wanted to walk up to Matt LaFleur and just decked him in the back of the head like, dude, come on, this is humiliating now. Like that should have been that should have been I mean that should have been the straw that broke the camel's back, but so Matt LaFleur is Matt LaFleur is foolish if not loyal, so Anyway, everybody, again, happy holidays. Um, and Hope you as loved always, our Carol. <laughs> yeah, with normally sing I've, along I've been with a- your family and friends this holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We hopefully we're not singing something different with all the anxiety next year, next week for New Year's Eve. But um, all right, everyone. So with enough of our rambling nonsense here. So uh, take care, everyone. Happy holidays, and uh, go pack, go. Except for yeah. Joe Barry. Happy he can go. Holidays. He can go to. Go he pack, can go, go away. He, Joe Barry can go to hell, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Go pack, uh. go, go Barry away. Go <laughs> away, Barry. There we go. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, guys, go pack, go. Happy holidays. We'll see you here next week. Bye. More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.